Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Friday, June the 25th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. First question then, are you now planning a summer holiday abroad? More countries have been added to the UK's green travel list, making it look a bit more likely that a breakaway is on the cards. If you didn't hear the news last night, 14 destinations have been added, including the Balearic Islands, Barbados, Malta and Madeira. However, 13 of them are also on a watch list, meaning things could quickly change. Well, travel firms say they've had a surge in bookings, but there is criticism that other places with similarly low COVID rates have been left off the list. Well, throughout the pandemic, we've been hearing from Chris Scoble from Go Scoble Travel Agents in Tunbridge Wells on how the travel industry has been affected. He jumped on his Facebook Live after last night's announcement. We were fairly sure what was going to happen purely because the Northern Irish list came out an hour early and the Scottish list so we're fairly clear that so just to let you know um, the islands that we can travel to from the 30th of June I think that's the date are the Balearic Islands so we can have fantastic holidays to the very popular Majorcas Balearic Islands we can also go to the historic brilliant city brilliant city brilliant country of Malta with all its fantastic history these are brilliant destinations for us to get away to now so we are opening up, but I think the biggest indication of progress is the government are now talking about the possibility of um, using the double jab vaccinations to move countries from amber to green. I think that will happen in the next three weeks, not before, but it's slow progress. I don't think the government are ever going to open us all up to every country. Hold tight if you've got a holiday booked for the Greek islands, because I'm fairly confident that they will happen in August. So Blairick's... Caribbean, Malta, just a few that are now on that list for us to travel to this year. So progress at last for the travel industry and hopefully we can all get on holiday very shortly. Transport Secretary Grant Shapps has issued this advice to anyone who is planning on travelling. Whoever is booking to go anywhere this summer at all, you know, travel insurance, making sure your, your flights are changeable and making sure the accommodation is changeable, all those things are going to be very, very important this particular year. The changes will come into effect at four in the morning on Wednesday. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and a man who drove his car into a group of people outside a pub in Dartford has been found not guilty of attempted murder. Two men were injured when they were hit by the Ford Fiesta near the Clipper in October 2019. 27-year-old Bradley Knapp, who doesn't have a permanent address, previously admitted causing GBH to one of the victims. He'll be sentenced in October. A popular magician has been found dead hours after going missing from Herne Bay. 46-year-old Martin Collins has performed at hundreds of weddings and children's events in the county. Police say a body was found early this morning as family have been told the death is not being treated as suspicious. The health watchdog is going to look into concerns about a Rochester GP surgery as patients say they're having to ring hundreds of times to get an appointment. People have been struggling to get through to the reception at Thorndike Medical Centre. MP Kelly Tolhurst is demanding answers from the clinical commissioning group who say staff are working harder than ever to support patients. Any adults who haven't already had a COVID vaccine will be able to use walk-in centres this weekend. At Kent Online, you can see a list of sites in Kent where over 18s can get a jab without making an appointment. Latest figures show 81% of people in our county have had at least one dose, while 61% have had both. 
Now, two years on from a brutal attack on a German student in Canterbury, the Kent Online podcast has been told that fundraising to help him will go some way to removing the stain it left on the city. Daniel Ezzedine has been left with extensive brain damage following the racially motivated assault in the city centre in 2019 when he was just 17. A fundraiser set up by Kent Online to help his family pay for his care has now reached more than £8,000. Paul Johnson lives in Canterbury and raised money shortly after the attack to help Daniel's family stay in London while he was in hospital. I've been chatting to Paul today. He's still in touch with Daniel's family. Let's just firstly, if we could go back two years to when this um, awful, awful attack first happened, what was the kind of sense of feeling in Canterbury that something like this could happen in the in the city centre to, to a young student who was visiting the area? Yes, I mean, sadly, you hear about similar incidents in London and other parts of the country, which may be slightly more you know, deprived um, in Canterbury. I mean, I, I remember thinking, I think as others did, that it, nothing like that had ever happened before. Uh, in the, it, it was in the early, it was in the early evening, but of course at that time it was still in June. It was still uh, very light, um, and and it, and it happened in the city centre as well. So it was, uh, and then of course the story developed in regards to the, the, the racial side of it, um, and obviously the victim being a, a student, a visitor to the city. And of course, the city relies heavily on tourism and the foreign students who come and stay here. So all of that, you know, yes, it was really unprecedented. That, that's what I felt and others felt at the time. Two years on, we, we've now seen more of the costs that they're having to incur to, to look after Daniel, because yeah. I suppose we, we didn't realise that you know, what sort of apartment they were li living in or anything like that. And to hear that they're having to move from around on an office chair. I mean, how did that make yes. you feel when, when you heard about that, when it was after his brother's testimony was read out in court, that we got more of a sense of the impact it's had on the whole family, really? Yes. I mean, I, I always got the impression that they were, um, you know, work, working class family from Germany. I didn't, I never, it was evident to me they didn't have a great deal of money anyway. Um, but I didn't know that, uh, even though I was in contact with the family, um, they, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that situation, uh, living on, I think a second floor flat, um, with probably not much space. So, and having to, he, he sleeps on the floor and yes, it was, yeah, that was, that was shocking as well. And they're very private people, but they're always, um, available to talk. Um, I only talk to them when it's really worthwhile so and i to be honest with you one day i think one day in the future i might like to go and visit them actually um because i you know when i first saw daniel Ezzedine, he was in the hospital and that and that was shocking i've never ever ever been into a ward where somebody isn't you know on, on life support and uh, so of course i'll never forget that and then the next time i saw him he was better he was able to, you know, he was propping himself up in bed, but not able to talk. And then uh, seeing the photograph of him, which the recent photograph, I, it made me sad, but I was pleased to see that he'd made this remarkable recovery from being given a 30% chance of survival. And when you look at him, he, you know, he, he looks, uh, well, 
you know, he, he looks a lot better than he was, but obviously he can't speak properly and can't walk without assistance. So, uh, but yes, one day, I think one day I would like to go, to go and visit them. I know that they would allow me uh, to do that. Yeah, that would be really, really lovely. How much then, can you just give us a sense of how much this money that's been raised so far, and obviously we're hoping the total will keep going up, how much is that going to mean to the family? Yeah, I, I think it will. They're very private, as I said, and very, very humble people. Um, but I, I'm not too sure about, you know, I, I was looking online about the difference between NHS in UK compared to Germany. And I think, you know, that it's very similar. But obviously, if, 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 if it happened to somebody in this country, a British born person, they inevitably, they would still have to pay some money towards looking after him and caring for him. The NHS can't pay for everything. So it's, it's, uh, and because it's, it's, you know, he, he's going to be like this for most of his life. That, that's, that's the fact. So um, even, if it's, uh, even if it pays for, for, for one thing that can help him with, they, they, they are very, very grateful. And more, more importantly, I think it's, I hope that the people in Germany, because it made the news in Germany, na national news, I hope that they find out about the contributions from people of Canterbury um, and not let that stain you know, when, whenever they hear about Canterbury or perhaps parents thinking about sending their children, they've heard about this awful uh, incident, but they'll realise, OK, well, the, the true people of Canterbury, you know, uh, want, want, want to help and, uh, and, won't, and won't forget about it. Our colleagues at KMTV have also been speaking to Councillor Alan Bulldog. It's still a big scar for us to, to drive down. I'm not in the least bit surprised that people will now donate they will and even if they can't donate their hearts go out to to the family and the friends of, of him and it's it's a shock and it, it's still it hangs with us and it doesn't go away well thank you again to everyone who's donated so far you can still donate just search for the story on kent online or via our socials kent online reports a waste company which is four days behind on bin collections in part of Kent has been fined. Ubasa, which is contracted by Tunbridge and Morning Borough Council, has been hit with a penalty for the disruption. Bosses say they've been told it's down to the national shortage of HGV drivers. A racing driver has managed to escape unharmed following a 100 mile per hour crash which saw his car barrel roll six times at Brands Hatch. 29-year-old Rob Boston was overtaking at the circuit near Dartford when he hit an exit and was catapulted across the track. He says if it hadn't been for marshals, medics and certain safety features, things could have been very different. Residents in a part of Canterbury say they aren't happy about plans to use land near their homes for six takeaway only mobile kitchens. They're worried the site on New Ruttington Lane will cause nasty smells, noise, rubbish, vermin and pollution. The businessman behind the £200,000 proposal insists the food village will comply with all the necessary regulations. More now on news we first told you about in yesterday's podcast. £10 million is going to be spent on helping children in Kent reconnect after the pandemic. The County Council's making the funding available until the end of the summer holidays next year. They want organisations like community groups, charities, ledger centres and businesses to put on events that kids have missed out on. Well, I've been speaking to Sue Chandler, who's in charge of children's services at KCC. We all know that the, the impact has been um, quite considerable and that potential impact is for all children, young people. Um, and obviously, clearly, not all children, young people will have uh, had the 
negative experiences on all factors. But um, but nevertheless, this is this is much more than just an education program. Um, this this is a program recognising that children. Uh, so, uh, for example, recent reports have indicated that very young children are fearful of playing with others, and equally at the other end of the spectrum, school leavers are finding it very difficult to uh, either find employment or to come to terms with what's involved in going on to further education. Um, and they're not able to widen their horizons in the way they might have done in previous years by uh, finding work experience or by traveling um, and things like that. As you say, the 10 million pounds is being made available because this isn't just going to be a council run project as such, is it? You're wanting the whole community in Kent to get involved. So we're very conscious that, that we, can, um, we can provide some funding, but, but we feel that this is something that the whole community in Kent will want to be part of. Um, and um, we can very much do more if we work in partnership uh, with a whole variety of people. Um, and, and that's our colleagues in districts, city and borough councils, that's um, businesses, uh, those people who already deliver projects to young children who might be able to do more with some more funding um, and of course um, it, it encompasses some of the educational establishments who who are working have worked extremely hard and are continuing to work extremely hard and who are doing um, projects of their own but in this way we might be able to help them to do more. Nearly a million pounds could be invested to create a coastal destination on Romney Marsh. There are plans for more than 100 beach huts, toilets and changing facilities, holiday lets and a cafe in Littlestone. It's hoped the improvements will make the area a top visitor destination. And look out for the iconic Goodyear blimp this weekend as it travels over Kent. It hasn't been in the UK for 10 years, but will be arriving in Folkestone before heading to Brands Hatch, where it'll provide aerial coverage of the British Touring Car Championship. Kent Online Sport. Cricket first in Kent's Sam Billings scored 24 runs for England in their T20 international victory against Sri Lanka last night. They reached a rain-adjusted target of 103 with 11 balls to spare in Cardiff. It means England have won the series already with one match still to play tomorrow. Meantime, Kent are back in T20 blast action later. They're taking on Essex Eagles after losing to Gloucestershire last time out. The Spitfires are currently second in the South Group table and play in Chelmsford gets underway at seven. We'll have details of the result in bulletins on our sister radio station KMFM from 8 tomorrow morning. And Kent's Kate French has been named in Team GB's modern pentathlon team for the Tokyo Olympics. The 30-year-old from Mepham near Gravesend is number two in the world rankings and won gold in the World Cup final in May. Her event involves fencing, swimming, show jumping, shooting and running. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. We will, of course, be back as normal on Monday, but have a fantastic weekend. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.